Is safety important? No. <laughs> Depends what you're asking. No. There's the intro. This is More Than Construction, a journey group podcast about building community. Hello, and welcome back to More Than Construction. I'm your host, Nathan Walter, flying solo today. My co-host, Aaron Ike is on vacation, so we hope he's enjoying a well-earned break. But I have no doubt this is going to be one of the more entertaining conversations that we've had so far. Today, we're continuing our look at Journey's support teams. These are the people that enable each of our divisions to work faster, safer, cheaper, more efficiently, and I believe really make Journey Group distinct when it comes to providing more than construction. Now, as a construction company, we don't just build things, we bring more to the project, and that's what really sets us apart from anyone else. And that more could be anything from a top-class job site culture to personal pride in, in building community to virtually constructing things that save time and money and resources, or as we're going to talk about today, a safety department that keeps our people, our subs, our vendors, our clients on site and the surrounding community safe and ensures that everyone goes home to their families and their loved ones safe at the end of every day. So today we have joining us Joel Van Ekren, our safety director, and Adam Angerhofer, one of our safety managers. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Good to have you. So Joel, you have a radio background. So yeah, I was in Belgium and they asked me to do a radio show before I left back to come back to America. And they said, yeah, to have a call sign. So for 40 years now, it's been Joel Van Banana. Joel Van yeah. Banana. There so we go. just for you though, it's Mr. Mr. Van Banana. Mr. Banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So Mr. How, so yeah, you were no. like a guest. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. That's But fantastic. I say that I had a radio. But, I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's my yeah. story. It was your story. It's my story. Is this accessible somewhere? Can no, we find no, this? Oh, my gosh. No, it's, <laughs> it's antique. Okay. All right. All right. That's, yeah, like me. That's a great loss. To, yeah, terrible. To... <laughs> so you had a radio show. I did. Uh, Mr. Van Banana. Ten minutes. Uh, ten for minutes. ten minutes. Yeah. You were also a firefighter. Yep. Tell us about your firefighting background and then that transition from firefighting to now being safety director at journey so just in my career going on you know certain calls and they were construction workers who died on the construction site and we went first responders yeah. first on the scene and so it was just like you know gotta stop there was no reason for any of it like there is no reason for it now yeah so yeah as i got closer to retirement there I wanted to do something like this here. Wow. So the rest is history. Yeah. Antique. Yeah. Antique. <laughs> That's great. And Adam, you get to work with this guy. What's that like? Tell us about your own journey experience and how you've gotten to where you are as a safety manager. Careful. <laughs> yeah, I do have to be really careful what I say here. No, um, I have a different background. I don't come from construction. Yeah. Uh, the first part of my career, I was in the rail industry. Hmm. And did a couple different things there. I was always safety minded, though, I guess. Yeah. You know, always thinking about the what if ahead of time, trying to prevent things, doing stuff that way. Mm. Um, and then there was an opportunity for me to move up in the company, my my previous employer and went for it. So as far as working here with Joel, it's the first job I've had where I'm in safety and I have a leader. 
Mm, yeah. Previously, I was a one-man operation, so having a leader is significantly better huh. with safety. Yeah. So I can yeah. prepare for my future endeavors. Absolutely. So hopefully here. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> He's waiting for me to die. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, Joel, there's it, there's a lightning storm outside. You want to go for you a walk? You want to go climb Chirapa? Yeah. <laughs> Bring your golf clubs. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Van Banana. Yes. Tell us about the safety program here at Journey. It's unique. <laughs> no, I mean, there most places are rules and compliance. Yeah. And that's, you know, but I just, I'm not, I didn't want to go there. Yeah. You know, you go for a walk with your son and there's a hole in the fence and you tell them, don't look in that hole. What are they going to do? They're going to go look in the hole. Explain to them why. Yeah. And they're probably not going to go look in the hole. Well, that's the difference between rules and relational is that we try and explain the why. Yeah. And get them to buy in. So you asked when I got here, what did it look like? I think they were trying to find themselves. And I don't say that in a bad way. Yeah, no. They actually had two safety programs and they tried incorporating both of them, but really wanted to go to the values based. Yeah. So I just introduced the relational part of it and yeah, yeah, the rest is history. I mean, we, it's, it's all about relational. Yeah. We try and get to know the people. Yeah. What makes them click? Everyone has things going on, whether at home with kids, health, money, you name it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If your brain's not in it, you could get hurt. Yeah. And so that's what we try and do differently is to just build that relationship, shake their hand, make them feel welcome, have some fun with them, let them know that, I mean, we start shoving rules down their throat, they're going to puke them up (laughs) because nobody likes that. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to say is I, I feel like the mentality of the program is such a reflection of just your personal mission in this, that you're in safety to save lives. Not because, oh, there's this list of rules and and we want to follow them because we have to or we'll get a fine, but because you and the whole safety team, I truly believe, cares about people, not just journey people, but our subs and, and our vendors and anyone who comes on site and the community around it, that there's a genuine care for people. I think that's so unique to who we are and the way we approach things. Well, I think too, you know, with safety, we have rules that we have to follow, yep. right? Yep. And that's OSHA. Why Why go out and reiterate these rules and regurgitate them all the time? Let's go out and say, okay, here they are. This is why. Yeah. This is why they're in place. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we find a better way of doing things. Yeah. More safe than what even the rules say. Yeah. And I think we're getting people to buy in, especially people in the field. They know, Mm -hmm. you know, that this is a safe place to come and that we're not going to go out there and hammer on them. We're going to work with them. We're going to talk to them. So, yeah, it's it's different. For sure. It's really different, but different in a good way, though. It's different in a good way. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, Adam, what has been your experience on the job site with this relational based safety approach this idea of meeting people where they are and not just shoving the rules down their throat but really having a conversation with them and teaching them the why behind the rule how have you seen that working out in the field well first and foremost to sell we'll call it our you know relational based safety to a subcontractor or even our own people for that matter you have to get to know them yeah 
you have to build a relationship with them. How far that relationship goes, I believe, is based on the individual and, you know, how much time you have around them. But it's not going to work if you just go, hey, just, you know, stop what you're doing. And that doesn't work. You know, you it's one thing stopping them and from doing something that's going to get them hurt. But sitting down with them and explain to them that we're here to help you to make this safer yeah. for not only you, but the other folks around you that might be involved and explain the why behind it. Uh, it, it goes so much better. Yeah. It's starting that healthy relationship from the get go and then building off of it. I mean, there's some subs that I've known for four years because I started working with them right when I started here with journey. Yeah. And I'm still, I still see them on job sites and yeah. now we have, you know, we have a great relationship. That's awesome. Most safety people are weird <laughs> and very anal. We're not. Yeah. No, ever. But they're <laughs> serious. They got a weird kind of mentality and kind of anal about things. Yeah. And the thing is, is that being relational is not being a coward. Yeah. Because to be relational, a lot of people have to come outside of their comfort zone yeah. to do this. That's how you gain their trust. Yeah. If I hide behind a wall or a car and I take pictures and all of a sudden I'm turning someone in, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not going to last very long. No. So... And it's, we're not the safety people that sit around and we wait for the phone to ring and, hey, we have an issue. We want to be the safety people that people call us ahead of time Mm. and say, hey, Adam, Joel, Nolan, Kyle, we have this going on. It's coming up here in the next couple of days and we want your thoughts on it. That's where we shine Mm. is that pre-planning. Proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It takes a lot of guts to get someone to stop what they're doing, to tell them, hey, you're not doing this right. That's hard to do, but there's not a more caring thing that you can do for that person in that moment. Like that's again, just so commendable. Like I have one of my first memories of journey safety. I was following you guys and and there was a guy who was up on a huge scissor lift and he was not tied off correctly or something like that and called him down, explained the situation to him. And he was obviously frustrated because he was just trying to do his job and he didn't have the right tools to do it safely. It was like, this is as high as I can get it. I can't get any higher. If we do get higher, then we have to do this and this and this. Just let me try this. And it was like, no, we care about you too much to to let you do that. But we understand. And you had like a 10 minute conversation with conversation with this guy about how can we help you? And eventually we got the soup on site there. And he was like, yep, we can call and get this other piece of equipment and it'll be okay." And everyone left with smiles, shook hands. And this guy now has a positive impression of Journey safety team, of Journey group of his job, of his own life and well-being, like that's just, that's amazing. And it it starts with just, like you said, being courageous and calling someone out and building a relationship and doing something hard, but for the sake of these people. Did you know I used to be a fry cook? A fry cook? Mm. Like French fries. Fry cook, yeah. yeah. Rolling Pin Restaurant. You, really? You've heard the song, Love is a Burning Thing by Johnny yeah. Love, yeah? Yeah. No, I wrote a, another part to it, you know, like, <laughs> You know, I, I fell into a burning deep fat fryer. I went down, down, down in the grease. It got hotter and it burned, burned, burned. The deep fat fryer, the deep fat fryer. Hey, I, I'm just saying. So I, yeah, I you had... were getting way too serious. <laughs> Approach it like this. Hey, Nate. Yeah, man. We care about you. 
Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keep it light. Yep. All right. So we, we strive to be a learning organization. Yes. And one of the ways that we are continuously learning and trying to share that knowledge with the rest of our team is through reporting. Tell us a little bit about that process and what that accomplishes. Everything we do, we want to turn our attention to learning. Everything's yeah. a learning event. So we call there them learning go. events, right? Perfect. They're near misses, good yeah. catches, but what can we learn from them, yeah. right? When I got here, nobody turned anything in. And so it was about a couple of weeks into it and two tips touched on two cranes on a job site. If there would have been a load, the cranes would have collapsed. So the division leader and myself drove up there and on the way up there, we talked and I said, this can't be you know, a scolding thing, or they're never going to hone up and tell us so we can, let's learn from this, yeah. right? Yeah. And from that day, when they found out that there was not going to be like this, I'm in trouble, go see your mom, go see your dad, you know, yeah, yeah. we let's learn from it yeah. and let's teach others so that if we're ever in that place again, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Then they started slow, but sure starting to get turned. Now it's just a consistent thing. It's almost just a fact of life here that, oh yeah. You're going to get them turned in and we're going to learn from them. Yeah. That learning event, those things are called leading indicators. I can't explain it, but when those leading indicators increase, our lagging injuries, equipment damage, that kind of stuff decrease. Wow. Because everyone is more aware yep. of their surrounding and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we can fix it. Yep. But once those start to decrease, again, I can't explain it. Then the injuries and accidents, they start to go up. Yeah. So we keep we keep data on that. We keep track of that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and I love the learning event emails because I learn from them then. You know, when I'm out on a job site and I'm shooting photos or video or whatever, that keeps me aware too. So it even spills beyond just informing our guys on the ground, but then our office people, if they're going out, what a great way to educate our people. But then also, like you're saying, there's that inverse correlation between keeping these things in front of people and then yes. reducing injuries and accidents. That's, that's awesome. And, that, and Adam has said this, not me, but he goes, if we can get these and learn from them and keep office people from getting paper cuts and, <laughs> uh, you know, falling asleep and hitting their head on their desk. And I'm like, Adam, you never thought about that. I know. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> To, to add on, historically, back four years ago, we didn't send out learning events, mm -hmm. good catches, near misses, so on and so forth. Yeah. Everybody found out about them once a month at our RBS meeting. Oh, yeah. Third Tuesday uh -huh. of the month. Great point. And we made a decision that, you know, we're setting the bar high on what we want to do and where we want our safety to go within the journey. So we said, you know, it's it's time to send them out day of so everybody can see don't care what you do with the company this is important stuff that we want people to know about yeah as it happens absolutely so yeah. I, I think that was a huge thing for our team yeah big major, time major win. that's a huge thing for us that communication without huge. question yeah it's great so one of the ways that we're trying to even improve communication that i think is just brilliant we used to have individuals information, emergency info, contact info, yada, yada, on a little piece of paper taped to the inside of their hard hat. And we've transitioned out of that to something I think that is just going to be a really powerful tool for years to come. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition, Adam, and how that's working? 
We want to make things easily accessible for the people in the field. So it's a QR code on the inside of your hard hat and anybody can scan it with their phone and pull up emergency contact, which is probably the most vital yep. information on that. Yep. Our safety Quick manual. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, all their training. Yep. Their telehandler, aerial, competent person, excavation, what have you. All that stuff is there. So OSHA was to come on site. There's somebody running a telehandler and they ask them if they're certified. Yes, I am. They can literally scan that code and have it 30 seconds. Wow, that's Here you awesome. Go. This is my certification. Yeah, that's amazing. And even our crisis manual is on there, right? Yes. And, and if yep. there's a crisis, people don't have to run to the job trailer anymore and find that orange binder. They can scan anyone's QR code and have access to, okay, here's what I should be doing in a crisis if that were to happen right there. I think that's just awesome. Well, another thing my team doesn't know, I use it. But if they take their hard hats to Hy-Vee and scan it, free groceries. Just no <laughs> way. I use wow. it every month. Hey, so when am I getting my QR code then? Uh, well, that's a great question. That is actually a good question. So everyone sees the benefit of this. Mm-hmm. You know, what we did was we presented it to anyone in the field. Yep. They're the ones that are going to get hurt. And we need that emergency contact. Yep. OSHA's going to ask for training. So we started with that. Yeah. So the the rollout plan is to start with field people and then. And next year it's every employee. I don't think we have many left though. Yeah. If we were to look at it. Because any new hire now gets a QR code that goes into the field. So that's That's automatic at at orientation. HR does that for us and we get it in their hard hat. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. So to kind of wrap up, this whole conversation has been about bringing more than construction to a job site through, I think, some very, very revolutionary safety practices. But how have you guys personally seen the benefits of bringing more than construction to an individual or to our community? How have you witnessed that? When I first got here and went to job sites, all the subcontractors would go on coffee break. <laughs> Serious. Yeah. Nobody on site. Now, I, I can honestly say, it's not, oh, God, that safety guy's here again. This sucks. No. We built some pretty cool relationships with our subcontractors. They'll come up and talk to us, and that's the trust thing. Yep. You shove the rules down their throat, they're going to throw up. Yeah. What I mean by that is, I know it's an ugly picture. They're going to run away, take coffee breaks when you show up on site. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. that's not happening. Yeah. So it's a relational part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the goal. The goal isn't rule following. I mean, yes, it is. But the goal is keeping people safe. And that extends to everyone, our people, the people that we work with, the people that we work for, the communities that we work in. I mean, we we aren't keeping just the people on our job site safe. We're keeping the people outside our job site safe as well by building these relationships, by creating a positive atmosphere of learning and learning together that's just such a great example of providing more than construction to everyone, to our people, to our community. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been a great discussion. Thank you for talking about safety with us. It's such an integral part of who we are and what we do. So thank you for keeping everyone safe and for coming in and and talking about it today. And thank you listeners for tuning in. Please remember to follow and share this podcast. That helps us and it helps you stay up to date on new episodes that come out. Journey's mission, again, is to positively impact lives by building community. So join us again next time as we continue to explore what it means to do more than construction. Thanks again. Thanks again.